The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, we're going to be taking a look at an in-theater Marvel movie, The Eternals has finally arrived directed by chloe zhao i'm i'm actually kidding you obviously you guys had to go to the theater for this one so this is like the first full like we're back in theaters you know there's no you know part of the stuff is coming out part of the stuff is going to be on disney plus well well, that's actually shang chi did that first this 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 is the second Marvel movie. Oh, like you're right. Shang Chi was, and I think that was probably smart because I, I probably it's it's interesting. So we're talking about Eternals today, which is kind of a one of Marvel's. It's it's I don't know how to how to think this. It's kind of like the weird block four Marvel run where we're introducing like a ton of characters and doing an ensemble movie with a ton of characters that we're just introducing now. The uh, synopsis being the Eternals, a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years, reunite to battle the evil deviants. Uh, or do they? You know, uh, starring, oh my God, you guys ready for this rundown? Angelina yes. Jolie, Kit Harrington, Harry Styles, <laughs> Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, uh, Salma Hayek, uh, Don Lee. Uh, oh my God, there's so many people. Uh, Barry Keegan, uh, uh, Kumali, uh, Nanjani, uh, who's amazing. And I, I, I really should learn how to do his name. Uh, Leah McHugh, Lauren, uh, Ridoff and, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I thought this was, uh, it was an interesting thing to see Chloe Zhao direct a Marvel movie. And I do think that. It, there was a certain amount of Chloe Zhao-ness that was just very apparent. And and that's like not something you really get to say. Like she, I mean, the the big things that I've seen of hers has been Nomadland, obviously is the one that's going to go up for an Oscar here shortly, which I kind of think she deserves for that. Uh, she's done other things, but this is just, it's like the same sort of thing where she has these big sweeping shots and I like her interpretation or I like her voice in this context. I'm not sure I like this movie overall though. And that's where I'm like having a very confused mm. Uh, time with it because while i enjoyed it and i i think i'm going to be in the same category as like with dune where it's like i had a really great time going to see it but i'm not exactly sure certain it's a great movie uh i'm not certain dune was a great movie but i had a great time watching it for its duniness and i think i like this one for its weird eternaliness but let's let's talk about this pg-13 2021 two hours and 37 runtime uh Again, like I said, let's talk about what you guys thought first. So I want to go to the resident Marvel expert here on the Movie Gang podcast, Peter. Peter, what's it like to get a Marvel property this weird? Um, To get a Marvel property this weird is, for me personally, kind of a... a it's a little bit of a dream come true because, because I, I remember back however many years ago it was when, when, Mar- when Marvel and like the, and their, uh, and, and like D23, like D23, whatever, whatever hall it was for Comic-Con when they, when they first announced that they were going to make Inhumans a film. And I was like, okay, this is a weird ass group of heroes from comics that I know. And I know, and I know is obscure. I'm excited. That went to a show. The show was shit. I actually never watched it. I don't care. So when they came back, when they're like, we're going to do this other super obscure, I think, I think Jack Kirby originally came up with this team. 
with with with, with this group yeah. of characters to and and it's like and it's like now we're gonna we're gonna do do a group that is even more obscure, weird, like like, like almost rewriting the mytho- like the very mythology of so much of Marvel comics. For me, for me personally, there was a bit of excitement there because I know that with that within the comics, um, Eternals as a group, they kind of write and rewrite what is the kind of background history of Marvel Comics and we're also. And and so I was excited to see how they were going to um, interpret them for the MCU specifically, because I because I knew that like there were certain things that they couldn't do or like they wouldn't do. So I was that's what made me excited to see this movie. How 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 they would interpret and include these ten characters? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it was it was definitely like I said, it's an ensemble movie as yeah. much as an Avengers movie, which is in- sort of interesting. Yeah, because the nice thing that that we talk about sometimes is that the Avengers do have run up, and you do have to introduce new characters in them. But you have the time to kind of do that around the basis of having people rely on their previous movie. Like that's been the model. And this one just have an ensemble movie off the go. Introduce all the people. Although I did enjoy the fact that characters actually died. I I did enjoy that because I didn't honestly because like just the way it was set up. I didn't see any of the deaths actually coming. Like when Salma Hayek bites it early. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, (laughs) that was like, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, it, 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 and I, 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 I did, I did, and I didn't see, see, see her, see her dying early because, um, because it was like literally on our way to the theater, and I looked at Hunter and I was like, wait, hold on, hold on, wait a second, we don't see Selma's Ajax in much of the trailer. I think she's gonna die, and yeah. it's gonna be kind of tragic and a catalyst, but and I'm not emotionally ready for it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it it is kind of it is kind of fascinating. Uh Trevor, I haven't thrown to you a little bit here. I did want to get your initial reaction to the Eternals. I um I'm still kind of figuring out how I feel about it. I did not expect to uh, I've heard there are facile connections to Dune, but I, I think I was similarly excited for this to be very big epic sci-fi science fiction existential contemplative of you know a version of marvel what i went into it way to put it yeah i did not expect it to also kind of i mean it has more of an ending than dune so that's a facile comparison maybe there is an arc in this movie but like i didn't expect for all the marvel at all for it to be still quite as cliffhanger of an ending as it was which is kind of probably my biggest takeaway is like oh i saw two really big epic sci-fi idea movies that kind of did ended on a whimper a little bit and it's a facile comparison they they really don't one much more so than the other but um that that was an that was the biggest thing i wasn't expecting in terms in terms of this one um i like it i i think it is kind of a mess. I I think I, I I'm rooting for it to do like all of its contemplative science fiction grand idea stuff. I, I think it just gets bogged down in like a lot of plottiness, uh, for lack of a better term, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why the Black Knight is in this movie, guys, like a little bit like it's who's the Black, Black Knight. 
uh, uh, Kit, Her- Kit, Kit Harrington's Harrington. He's he's a he's oh, a yeah. redirect with the sword yeah. at the end. It's like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like that's I was right, like yeah. we spent a lot of time with like uh sorry with Ciri's character Cersei's character explaining the immortals to him, and then he's like not in the rest of the movie, and I'm just sort of that's the kind of Marvel crossover shit where I'm like that's annoying guys, and I, also I, like Mahershala weird. The big the best part, though, is apparently this voice speaking to him at the end of the movie when he's opening the sword. He's like, you're not ready is Mahershala Ali, which is apparently Blade in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he's literally having a yep. conversation with off screen Blade, mm-hmm. which cool. <laughs> I also just. Yeah, first really, off, <laughs> I just, you know, cool. But like also like I really wanted to just see him. I don't know. I. It, it, this is interesting and i and i just it's such a it's such a it's such a care like it, it's still chloe Zhao, and i still think that's the parts of a reddit it, it is just sort of like this really like like the breath of society and human beings and creation that she goes into explaining and talking about this and also just how somehow at the same time boiling down to this very 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 interpersonal family bullshit like a uh, sprite just the fact that she's just like in love with icarus and just pissed off that cersei's with him the entire time like they do that yeah. character dirty but at the same time i love how it is like you know it does come down to like these very like they are very very human which is sort of the point of this whole thing but at the same time it's just it, 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 it's a little bit of everything you know like and it's and that's and that is like a problem like you know it, it's mm-hmm. a little bit of everything to too much of an extent uh, which I also think that like, this is the thing that dis- is dissatisfying to me. I like the direction this whole thing goes in. Like it is like this huge, like story of earth, like big picture. And then you see the, the you actually see the, uh, sorry, what are they? They're the celestials. And then they're literally, I, I actually thought those scenes were pretty cool when you see them and he's just like, they're literally like, you know, his face appears in the skies and it's like, and that's you know, all you see six moons in the sky. And she really does that shot so well. Like, I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they do the celestials pretty well some of some of the times they just look like floating giant robots in space it's fine other times like they get that like they literally shove the camera right up next to the face so you can only see like one of the eyes as it zones back and i'm like that's that's like this is the same way it was cool and dude right when you got this shot of like the space and it's just like this you see the space folding ship and it's just like massive and you get that sense of massiveness from the whole thing and I, which is appropriate for like the scale of the story that they're doing it's insane that the stakes of this story are actually bigger than anything in the MCU so far, That's really. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And pretty much. It doesn't feel uh, those shots and that kind of thing makes it feel big, like the very big people, but the Celestials. But also, it feels small in another weird kind of way with the family drama. But also, like I don't know, just small on like an action set piece scale. I mean, compared to something like Endgame, that's not what I would expect from this. I I, I could almost use less action in this, maybe sometimes, but. It's it's a very very big swing to make the biggest stakes ever with yeah. the actual like cycle of the universe itself. And Literally, I love that idea. Well, I mean, the only the only thing with bigger stakes is like Loki now, which I love that Loki is just the show with like the biggest stakes. In the yeah, Marvel. I do like I how that, I do like the balls. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. do like that balls on that move. Right, they're like 
Yeah, you you had to you had to watch the Marvel television shows to really understand what's going on now, guys. You have it. Get a Disney Plus. Come on. <laughs> like they just Yeah. We got Wanda we got Wanda over here with her magic and who knows what the fuck she can do now. I know. We got Loki over here with just like fucking with the timeline. And I'm sorry, Sylvie Loki, because Loki Loki was like, let's not be too hasty. And One of the things mean, yeah. meanwhile we have Sam and Bucky just like, we're just fixing a boat in Louisiana. We're chill. They look good doing it, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> they fixing the shit out of that They're boat. They're fixing the shit out of that boat. And I, I want to be it. that fucking boat. They can uh, take me out for a, for a pleasure cruise. They can know? take me on a date. I'm fine with that. That's, that's yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's not reaching any more sex-based boat metaphors. It's too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, like it's hard to break down the th- like all the things here that is doing that the breath mm. obviously i think i think like this is a movie that i think has really good intentions and good direction and it's just falling short of its grandiose ideals uh i think that's i think that's like they i think they shot for the stars and they fell short but i still like I, it's the same thing with dune i like the intention of it right like i don't think either of those things is and i i'm sorry dune is like the obvious like big blockbuster set piece comparison in my mind but i well, I mean, well, it's, 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 it's also it super right it's also super recent so like it's it's on it's going to be on your mind right it's on my mind i can't i can't kind of get away from it right now so i'm right. trying to i'm trying to organize like the thought process around it but like yeah it's the same sort of thing where like dune and this are like these huge existing set pieces which also look for the grandiose scale and purpose of like driving that home and they're like here's here's like a huge villain scale and i love i love that but it's also tied down to the like the like it's the story of these robots essentially coming here and getting obsessed with human values and finding humanity inside themselves and also the family that they have and like making decisions based on that family, which is good. I just think that like certain elements of like and I love how like Sprite really doesn't give a shit what the big picture is I enjoy the fact that she literally stabbed everybody in the back and I love how she's just living with Cersei by the way just so she could run into him later she's like literally stabs everybody in the back just so she can fuck at Chris which is just really funny to me um yeah, I, I just I think overall, like it's it's but like I think the nice thing about this thing and the thing that I like is that it's a conscious effort to make a micro and a macro story and then connect them as much as possible. Like this. And, and there's this and it's, and it's this very nomad land, Chloe Zhao, where she looks at the immensity of things to look at things that are small. And it's a very hmm. small story that drives the big story. I can see all of that in this via her storytelling style. I just don't think it works. It's they a end up, movie. I think the most frustrating thing is I, I think Cersei, despite like that being a good performance, is kind of a, one of the character arcs that kind of seems like a passenger. Like they're all kind oh, of yeah. They're they're all yeah. so passive and not just in the literally not doing things sense, right? But also just in terms of like how how the bigness of the story is like just, you know, at a conceptual level, just stringing them along, yeah. I guess. Yeah. The only character that makes an active decision that based on things is essentially Sprite. To be entirely honest, like Kinda. Icarus is just that. he's like, oh, there, I didn't make it. Just Icarus is the same character through the entire piece until the end when he flies into the sun, which I was kind of like, that's one of those moments of this movie. That's like there's just like 
do they know that he did that? Are they going to be waiting for him? You know, that's one of those things at just like a writing level that I'm like, I don't think that the consequences of that were like fully established. Like I, they, they don't like same thing with Angelina Jolie's character with Thena's arc where she yeah. kind of just gets over the being crazy, uh, the, the weird mad or I mean, the, ma- the well, mad, like, weary. They, mad, mad, they weary. established, they established what it is. To, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, which actually does make sense because like people can't process like that much yeah. time, which, you know, is kind of cool. Yeah, which is cool. That's like the I like I, I like that. I like the idea because that's one of the first things that I was like wondering about the whole movie. It's like, how can you be this old? And like and, yeah. and there's kind of a it's kind of a big ask to go along with the idea of her dating Kit Harrington and being able to move on and be with someone mortal after like living for a thousand years. I don't know. Like that that is kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it's, um, it's also like inherently like Cersei's just like almost being cute about the whole thing the entire time. And I'm like, you must be a nightmare to date. Like that was what I was thinking. <laughs> actually, I was like, this bitch is terrible. She's just like putting him in a box and telling him he's cute, right? Like, that's essentially what's bit, happening. Yeah, like, like, he's, he's more of a yeah. pet to her yeah. than anything mm. else. And oh, it's oh God, creepy. getting invincible is what vibes Kit from that. Oh, no. is good at, right? Which no, is yeah. why you get Kit Harrington. Yeah, like, he's yeah, been yeah. Daenerys Targaryen's pet for a little while. I get uh-huh. it. Like, I'm just saying, like, but there's, like, there is this uncomfortableness to, like, the yeah. age and, like, everything. It, like, it, it, it's like they, they want it to be sort of like, you have a sexy older lady, and it's not. It's like, you, you have it's a, a little more interesting <laughs> than they explore with that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it could it's, be it's weirder. Unintentional consequences is what I would say. I don't think they intended for it to be, like, that fucked mm-hmm. up, but it's like, it clearly is kind of fucked up yeah you when know? you decide to read into it you're like uh, okay a bit cringe quick quick we can't read into this we can't read into this like just just take it at face value just move on please move on move on <laughs> next scene next scene yeah just like kid errington's already gone like he you know we brought him in for i don't know why we brought him in he's like I, build above it's gonna be a uh, black knight movie yeah okay, angelina sure. jolie and, and, and if it's and if it's not a fully black knight <laughs> movie he's probably he's probably gonna make it make an appearance in the blade film like like just, that's my best guess i don't know who knows man i did like a lot I, I have to admit there are characters that get done dirty uh gilgamesh gets done dirty pretty bad in this movie girl he's, yeah he, yes. he's there for like a couple minutes and then gets murdered kind of randomly uh i mean ajax gets murdered too which is kind of a little bit rough uh, but I do like a lot of the characteriz- characterization. Hephaestus, I, I keep calling. I think it's Festus. I, I know. Festus, yeah. yeah. They it's, do the it's same hard because yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Athena, same. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna say a fucking Athena at least twelve uh-huh. times here. But like, yeah, I think Festus's character with like kids and like the fact that I like how all the other characters show up and he has kids and they all kind of freak out a little bit. I do. Enjoy He's like, that yes, I have a family. What have y'all been up to for the past five hundred years? Yeah, I, I love his like judgment. He's like, what the fuck have y'all been doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, I love, it's like I I'm trying love, to move on. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm having a great time here. This is fantastic. And I do I do love when he's like chains up Icarus and like literally just like whips the chain and knocks him into the dirt. Yeah. He's like, I, that shit is satisfying. And I'm like, I yeah, was. Yeah. love that. So, yeah. so satisfying. Like Festus and Makari, the two, those two characters, so satisfying to me. Every time Makari um, was on screen, I was like, she's a bundle of joy. She's great. She yeah. has humor. Oh, see, this I'm is, not sure why she locked herself in the spaceship and just read for 100 years. Uh, I, I didn't quite understand what that, why she made that choice necessarily and what that was to her. But I did love her character. And 
did too. I also, I also just action. it was just fantastic from to have my a character. From my understanding, I think she was just yeah. waiting there because because like because she understood that like they were for the most part were just done, and she was just waiting for mm-hmm. the Celestials to come back. And she's like, I'm just here. Like, pff, what am I gonna do? I'm just gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna just steal it. Well, quote unquote, steal. Just have a bunch of stuff on this ship and just read for years and years and years. I, look I, look I, at this Twinkie I have. I did like Makari, but I also I also really liked Kingo. I'm not gonna lie, Makari and Kingo. Yep. Yeah, Droog is good too, but Droog is like Droog is like the guy in this entire like family setup who I feel like is just like a dark horse with his costume to oh, be no, the yeah. bad guy, and then mm-hmm. it's Icarus. Like I feel like he exists just to throw yeah like your perspective on that, and then he's just like a, a random part of the family because he does seem incredibly random to some extent, and then they can't find him for a little bit of time, and you're like, what's droog and his mind control evil power has been up to and then it's like oh and they're gonna have to fight people because droog is gonna mind control a bunch of people and that doesn't happen and i'm just sort of like i, I just feel like he's this random bad guy misdirect i mean yeah before you get icarus right i mean yeah i mean yeah like, like that, that's that's pretty much who he is in, in the comics like, like because, because he can mind control and because he does keep to himself they're just like what is he up to such what an evil ass power doing? It's just such oh, yeah. an evil ass power. Like, I mean, it's like, oh, I'm going to mind control people. Well, first off, you can't not interact with humans because that's your power. Like, that I'm just, part. like we just talk about that for a second, like how yeah. you are useless <laughs> at fighting these creatures. You can't mind control, but you can mind control everybody else. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that that gets into like the problem with the premise that I, I feel like if the movie worked on a higher level, I wouldn't question as much where like it's with uh, Sprite saying, why did he make me this way? You know, where it doesn't make sense that they're that they are robots that have very personalities already imbued with them and these very particular power sets for like no apparent reason, I guess, you know, and like I've tried not to question that too much. Cause I feel like that's, you know, it is, it is like, why, it, why don't like, we make, kinda, why don't we just make everybody like Icarus and then, and then it would it's be already so existential, uh, you know, a movie and so <coughs> contemplative that I feel like that question's kind of at the back of that, my mind when the movie isn't working a little bit and that's a kind of a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I like the symbology of like how their powers work too, with like the mm-hmm. like the kind of the circuitry and then the oh, so cool. Yeah, some of, I, some like, of my favorite CG kind of like some of the uh, best, yeah. some really good Marvel just fight really, sequences here yeah. too. Like Icarus is just Icarus is scary, man. Like a little bit at points, like he just Superman's the fuck around. Yeah, and you're like, he's got oh, the bad, he's got the bad Superman energy. Yeah, he does. Like, yeah. He does, and, and he he has the bad Superman energy from the word go, and it's just sort of fun to watch anybody in the Marvel universe kick kick around his Superman analog. Cause I'm not gonna lie when Makari like speeds in and knocks him over, like it just works, you know, it's like, it's just, Oh yeah. Like, I I don't know. This was like their excuse to have a little bit of like almost, uh, I, I I know they use the Superman versus the flash or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. they did. There was a couple matchups there that were very much definitely like Batman V Superman versus like, I don't know, like, Deathstroke. It was it, it was very DC, and and I and in a weird sort of way, like I just sort of felt like Marvel, like Kevin Feige in the background going, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." They 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 they, they did they did from from Macari as a speedster. They were like, "Hey, DC, we're gonna show you how a speedster can look on screen if you just if you just follow them as they're as running fast instead of." getting this weird arms flailing out thing that they do with flash which is still 
so stupid to me which is funny to me because like you know the like the like unfortunately x-men still has the best speedster scenes unfortunately for whatever reason uh which is oh yeah when they did it the first time in first class yeah and we did quicksilver pretty dirty in 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 the one movie he was in in the marvel universe so i I, I, I don't know yeah Yeah, like i i I do still think makari is like my favorite speedster we've seen in in a marvel movie she's like a lot of fun i agree and she's a lot of fun. She can come back later, except what she eaten at the end of that movie wasn't clear. You know what I mean? Like it's not clear. I don't think they were. Eat, I don't think they were eating. It's, it's more of like, oh, like like like. Um, Erisham was like, okay, so I'm gonna peel through your memories back at like the homeworld, whatever the fuck, and I'm gonna judge them now. Right. I, I am now Erish. I'm now Erisham, the, the the judge. Congrats, you did this. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is which is also like they're going to do. And, and I think obviously the answer is that Erishim will consume the earth. But it's like all I do. I do enjoy setting up the Celestials. I mean, I'm, I have to admit the one thing that I'm sort of like destroyed about is like, where was Galactus? man? like, where was Galactus? <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe that's my like I was like. I'm he's just, off somewhere I, else being weird eating a world and they're just like he's the I dark guess. child just ignore him i don't i don't know i don't I, know. I, I, I don't i don't know i just was like i was sort of shocked by like his absence and i'm like i'm wondering if this is like a fantastic four thing or something like to do with it because like i was like i don't uh, even yeah. know why you wouldn't just have him swanning around in the background and then have it be a villain eventually or unless they're like building up to him being like a de- like an mc final villain in four but galactus is always, always not interesting i don't know anyway He's, yeah, he's, he's really Galactus is really really only interesting if the Fantastic Four are involved, which is probably why they haven't they yeah. why they didn't a, rather. He's why they a cataclysm too, like right, yeah. like it's not you don't fight Galactus. You get you like I don't know save the environment and Galactus goes away. You yeah, know you, 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 <laughs> do, you just kind of stop him and distract him, and you just like say like Hey, go somewhere else. Like I, I, I read I read a, I read a short comic story of um. God, I, I I forget I forget the name of the character. It's 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 this little girl and or, or maybe it was Squirrel Girl even, but like oh, yeah. Galactus shows up to eat the, to eat the world and 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 she and she goes out and she's like, hey, um, let me convince you to not do that because hey, look at all this shit. Don't do it. And he's like, hmm, you're right. And then just fucks off. I love how Squirrel Girl is secretly a fantastic comic. I love how yeah. that's like that's like the dumbest superhero for no reason, and, it, and it's just like they just have like the best writers on Squirrel Girl, it's and they so don't even bother to explain how she does what she does. They're just like, yeah, I, shut up, she won. Go for, <laughs> no just, reason, just boom. no reason. <laughs> just kicks the shit so out. How she do it? I'm not going to explain it to you. You figure it out. She's not going to explain it to you either. Figure it out. There's so many, there's so many fun Google searches of her just like kicking Thanos in the nuts. It's really great. Mm-hmm. That's oh, fun. so many nut jokes. Wow. Okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I guess like, I guess where are we sitting on like an actual score on this thing? Cause this is, I, I have to admit, I am very conflicted about this. Yeah. I like everything about this movie. I like it's everything? gravitas. No, I don't. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, I was like, be honest. <laughs> be honest. No, it's be not everything. <laughs> no, I, 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 it's not everything. I just, I like uh i'm i'm so i'm in love with the with the thing that was that they attempted to make how about that uh-huh. mm-hmm. they, sw- they, lo- they swan, i they love it for big. the movie it almost is such a quote jerry Maguire. no that's a pretty it's a pretty good yeah that's a pretty yeah. good yeah it's a pretty good summation i, I, it just I, think, all, I think all yeah no, I, I think all of us base level can appreciate that 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 they were willing and down to swing so damn big for this movie yeah uh, like base the, level 
The problem with Marvel for so long is when they actually finally get their act together and swing as hard as they can, they usually really make some of the best shit. Like when we when they swang for the f- swang, swang, when they swung swang, I'm southern. Don't it you don't know mean a thing if you ain't got that swing. Do up, do up, do up, do up. My nose is like really <laughs> stuff, so everything's a swang. Anyways, oh when they swing for the fences, usually like that's like when Thor Ragnarok happens, right? Mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. like that's when like some of the better stuff. So I'm just I'm sort of interested and disappointed to see them swing for the fences, give a director like Chloe Zhao the chair. And then we end up with something that's a little bit more muddled. I think muddled is the best way to put it than anything else. There's two. First off, the big thing, I just need to put this out there. Why isn't there just like five Eternals? <laughs> like, like, why is there so many of them? Uh, <laughs> like, ten is a lot. Like, it's, like it's, it's too it's many. Like, <laughs> of course they killed a couple. They started with ten. Like, of course. Like, they there's did. ten of them. There's ten characters. And this is a character-driven movie. And it is at points, like, I am a Marvel fan. I know the backstory of the majority of these characters in the Marvel universe. And I, at some points, I struggled with, like, keeping track. I was like, who is Drug again? Oh, yeah, that's right. Jesus Christ. I think... <laughs> Uh, as soon there are a couple different points when I like started to lower my expectations of what the movie would be and the first uh-huh. one was when I realized oh this is going to be a getting the band back together movie for like most of it and that is that, kind of a disappointment yeah, that's, that's kind of like it works to introduce all these characters that way kind of to start adding on their dynamics but it's also kind of like as far as control of the information and this grand plot that we're working on and the reveal it's kind of unwieldy icarus yeah. and cersei just don't work either not really and that's kind of a problem because that's it's like what's problem. at the core of what this story is it actually is. about and I, mm-hmm. I appreciate the conflict i think it's written fairly well i just think a dude not- commits suicide at this end of this movie by jumping into the sun <laughs> over a girl and i do not believe oh i don't think instant- it's over a girl i don't think you- it was over a girl no okay well I, all right I'm, I'm not trying to throw cersei under the bus here i'm just saying like it's not believable you know what i mean like it's it, it feels it's- like oh Oh, that's where he was going. Oh, okay. I feel like Cersei should have stopped him or something. I like, but like, I, but the, you know, in, in my immediate. And thought, again, she doesn't know. Like, does she know where he went? Yeah. I don't well, know. Exactly. I, it doesn't I matter. Think, I, I was like, she, if she knows. I don't, I'm gonna be like, oh, but Cersei doesn't really care. And I'm like, that's not the takeaway I should have with this whole movie about their love story existing for thousands of years. Yeah. And then 500 years ago, I love how it's just like a round number, like 500 years ago. Like roughly, <laughs> we fucked off. You know, like a round up in that kind of situation also why was ajak weirdly evil too like she was just like down with the whole thing and didn't really help anyone though it suggests well, she wasn't. she had wanted to change things up right she had wanted she to did, yeah. change but for thousands of years she was fine with it and for some reason she had her memories of that and well, no, the I, 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 I no yeah i don't, I don't think it's like like, a, like necessarily like necessarily she had like she had her like she had her memories but i, I think i think she touched on it with, with, the, with the line it's like, like when, when they when they got to earth and, and, ex, and experienced the beings who lived on this particular planet there was just for her at least something different about earth that, that because comics superhero comics there's always something weird about earth that makes us super special yeah. right and she was like, yeah, you know what? Actually, I kind of fucks with Earth. So I'm chill with not doing the emergence thing for the first time in who knows how long. It is like kind of uh, Earth is this. It, it is like anthropocentric. It is a little bit, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, it is, and yeah. that's kind of what the movie tries to be about in terms of like, oh, we're so special that we're going to end the cosmic cycle. Of the, like, I'm a little on this. I think Icarus is kind of sympathetic. And that's like one of the strengths of the movie. But it also yeah. is like. 
obviously that's the bad thing and i'm icarus, like well, well i i do enjoy icarus just being i do en- first off i'm not gonna lie the, i didn't see a lot of the deaths in this movie but i did see icarus being bad i didn't see his yeah. death i did see him like i was like first off they they like set him up early as being like the boy scout which i was yeah, just exactly. sort of like, like, he's you're a little too like you don't about this, sir. you don't give somebody superman powers and call him a boy scout and he's not a villain first off yeah like that's yeah. that's first off i was i was also like in the opening scene i was like i was like why does and Icarus just do all this why do we need the other nine immortals <laughs> like and then I was sitting there like oh because they're all gonna fight him yep okay got it <laughs> you know? yeah. I did enjoy finding out what a celestial is because I've been wondering about it since Guardians of the Galaxy yeah and, you know oh. not going back into the comics myself to find out and waiting for this and You'll- to see it be kind of that like we exist in a universe where we are in this tiny little pocket of life where we're awaiting like the heat death or the expansion or whatever, where it's just inevitably we're going to run out of energy. And the idea that the celestials are like this forever sustaining source of energy, but it requires such sacrifice. I think that's a really cool concept. And I was really satisfied with that or in terms like intrigued by that in this movie. I just and, don't I know that it and, connected that with regard, the interpersonal thing as much as it needed to. I guess. And, and, and that regard, I, I, I liked how they kind of how they uh, recontextualize what what Eternals themselves were because 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 in the comics, the Etern- the Eternals come about because because um I, f- I forget whether it was Arishem or or Arishem or another Celestial, he uh they they and they and like a, a, a few a few other Celestials come to Earth, see and 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 they see what we humans evolved from, and they're like you know what we're just gonna like be weird robot gods and run some experiments, and we're gonna have yeah, three yeah. And we're gonna have three overall races on, on this planet. Humans are just we're gonna let them evolve, uh, uh, Eternals, and we're gonna make a hundred of them, and they're all and, and they're all genetically perfect. They're all perfect. And, yeah. and they're, they're all they're all genetically perfect. Uh, but and then we're and then we're gonna have deviants, and they can just reproduce like 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 fucking rabbits, and just and we'll just let them exist, and we'll come back later and see how our little experiments are doing. Boom, 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 boom. See, see you in however long. This time oh. they're like, no, they're robots. We use them for we use them for our birth. There's a lot of fun callbacks here to Vision at the end of Age of Ultron, where Vision sits here and he says, and I do think that's a little bit intentional on the part of this because they are robots. It's like there is this notion that like humanity, while, you know, fleeting is in itself beautiful and worthy of itself just on the notion of it, which is I think I think the I think that's the version of this she doesn't want earth to be specifically special. She wants our temporary nature yeah. and fam uh, and, and, and the family can only really cosmically exist inside the context of that temporariness. Same as is, in I doctor th- who same. Exactly. Same appeal, mm, you know? yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. The temporariness is the thing that creates the family and the family is the goal in of itself, which is the thing that's happening. And that's why Sprite it's sort of punished to grow it, like it's not a punish, but it's also a gift to let her grow old. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's and that's like a very weirdly specific thing to do for her because she can't get that sweet, sweet Icarus dicking because it flew into the sun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume yeah. his penis follows after him. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 
I don't know. I, I just I that was a weird turn. For, I guess I'd actually I guess I'm actually annoyed by that turn. Like I like but like just female like, you know, these two thousand year old v- beings. And I knew, I get that there's like a point and I don't despise it, but there's like jealousy. Like I was like, oh, guys, like, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like I was like, like, this is like this is some this is some teenage shit here. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it was it was a little painful. But like I I, I I buy it, though. Like, I won't say I don't buy it. I just I'm also like, oh, Sprite, you're terrible. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, after 7000 years and everyone and everyone for those entire 7000 years just sees you as a 12 year old kid when while the rest of them get to do whatever they want. And then just after a while, just move on. But she's like, no, I'm stuck like this. Yay. Yay me. I do think that is like kind of terrifying a little bit. But yeah. it's like, uh, I remember you talking about it before. We were like, we're going to have one of these people who's eternally a kid forever. I don't know how they're going to handle that. And I was like, yeah, I guess they did. I, I don't know. Well, I also like, like how she's Sprite yeah. and like secretly like Sprite and like Irish folklore, like mm. the most fucked up shit. Like they just steal children. <laughs> like, I mean, to be honest, I like that headcanon notion, like in the background, that Sprite was just like in Ireland for a little while, just like murdering children <laughs> for the hell of it. Or making them see things. She's like, you know what? I'm bored. I can create illusions. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they had touched. I, I don't know. Can I be honest with you guys about one thing? Yeah, go for it. Fate stay night. Sorry. Or the fate universe uh, or fate apocrypha or all the stuff like tight moon does a better job with this sort of like storytelling via historical figures. And I just wish they'd used it a little bit more. I, I feel like that's like, and it's like, Oh, we made up the Icarus story. And I was like, the Icarus story is not connected to this character. He didn't fly close. Being a boy scout is not the oh, same thing. Oh, but he thing. flies into the sun in the end. It all makes sense. I didn't that's even so get that. Wait, did that it's just too click Did that just click for you? It's too literal. It's so literal. I didn't get it until it's not, now. He's not even, oh, he, like, oh, he wasn't like even bold or brave. He literally like stuck to it. It's the opposite. Well, it's not opposite. It's not even opposite enough to be good. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, it's he's just like different. total. It's yeah. Cause he's like total lawful instead of like challenging the authority of God. He's like, God is dead. Therefore I must be or something, I guess. We I needed like I have no purpose things. and I feel guilty for, and I feel yeah. guilty for, 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 for trying to kill my family. <laughs> I am a massive tool flying. Me familia. <laughs> my name is Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh my God. Did oh, you guys see that thing that I, the rock, so, like, I, fucking weird. I had to look it up on Instagram. I had to bring up Vin Diesel's uh, own Instagram because I I saw that like Ugh. whoever posted it. I was like, this can't this this can't be real. Can't be real. It, can't be it, real. It's right? it's yeah. fully real. It's fully on Vin Diesel's Instagram. That long ass post with the blurry ass picture. Ah. Oh, it's pe- it's petty enough to be real. Let's, let's oh my that. god! You, you know what? That's a good point. It is petty enough to be real. <laughs> It is, oh, it is. It's almost as bad as like Chris Pratt weirdly like telling <sighs> Anna Ferris she can't have a healthy child. That was like, so the weird. Pose. And then what the, the fuck is that? And then <laughs> like, the next day posting, yeah. So yeah, so so I so I you know I, I went I went for a hike and I put on my Christian music playlist and it's like, bro, what? What? Yeah, her Christian music play. Oh, you're such a loser, Jesus, dude! Christ. Like, you know, just say, just just say, I played music. No, specifically Christian music playlist. Also, like, just talking about how she gave him a healthy baby, like it's her purpose. Like, it's just there's so many like red flags there, right? Like, it's just like, all of a sudden, ha- like having a whole sentence where he's like, "Yeah, our like our, our anniversary, or whatever, is in like is is in or her birthday is in like however long, but I'm probably gonna forget. So <laughs> this will be it's a stand-in if I do forget." 
it's like what it's one of those things where like i was like oh man the community turned so fast on chris pratt and then i'm like oh i get it the people that have actually been in taking his social media are like probably got us something right there that's what's oh, no. actually happening what's oh, happening oh, 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 oh no yeah like i i i've been i i've been seeing posts pop up for him for like the last two years now basically and, and when and when i when i saw that he follows like just a bunch of police precincts i was like who follows a police Why? precinct Why? oh boy who does that it's weird. So he was serious about being a dirty cop in a, in a fantasy of his. Like that wasn't a satirical statement. He was it's just actually, like he's just I like mean, I'd be a bad cop. You know, I would just yeah. I don't know. Like he was serious. I would just pepperball <laughs> protesters and it'd be I'd have a great time. You know, yeah, it's great. <laughs> there, there there was this no there was this no nuance November TikTok I saw the other day because it's, because of November and that's the thing that people do no no, no nuance where where oh a person God. just a person just bluntly stated chris pratt's long-term long-term goal is not is not to be an actor it is to be a republican politician and i was like Ugh. Mm. Mm. i love how pause. i love how, i love how bradley cooper is still like the go-to for republican politicians and he is just so completely disgusted with it he's like, like he, why like, me like he, he actually talked about this like he oh, really? really regrets american sniper because he's like i just oh, didn't realize that it was yeah. gonna be the, like because he's like i was like i like the guy like he's a really nice man like he's great and we did this thing but it just became this huge republican thing and i'm just like i've i've it wasn't my goal, you know, which I understand, right? Like, it's not like it was made for that purpose. But it's I just, forgot he, I forgot he was in that. I forgot, I forgot that he was the main character. Oh yeah, God. that's the one where he's holding a fake baby, and it's hilariously yeah. plastic. You know, I love, I love that. That's always a takeaway. Hilariously from that movie. so. Oh no, no, it's like bad, man. Go back and watch yeah. that scene, and he's just like, wah, wah, baby. And you're just <laughs> like, dude, that, that's almost <laughs> as bad as the fake ass baby that they CG'd over in Breaking Dawn Part Two. Which is just, it's just, oh, dude, no, that's the worst. That's that's, that's why like, I'm saying it's almost as bad. Like that one, it's horrifying when you see it without the CG. You're just like, what is that? Kill it with fire. That's David Lynch, like Alia oh. uh, Dune, like terror, where you just have a child and you make it act like an adult, and it just, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't understand. I don't intrinsically understand why why a child's body talking or having adult facial expressions is just like so absolutely horrifying. <laughs> Because like it because they, they just shouldn't. They is just there shouldn't. something that happened that biologically programmed us to not trust children that could talk? Like, is there something that we don't know about? I don't know. At the very least, The Shining kind of tipped the scale of like, yeah, kids being creepy is weird. Yeah, yeah. China's daddy. Actually, I wouldn't invite Danny over to my house. I'm sure he's a nice kid, but Jesus Christ, man. He's got a creepy ass vibe. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and put some scores on this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't really know where else to go with this. Like, I, I am, I am quite disappointed, but also like, I real, I wanted the best for this, you know. Which yeah. is like, it is funny to me because this is like the most not into a Marvel movie I've probably been in quite a while. To be honest, hmm. so I want to start before I talk about that. Uh, I want to go to peter because i kind of want you to do this without hearing my score okay, or trevor's cool. if that's okay yeah no yeah yeah yeah. um so to start off i'm gonna give this movie a seven out of ten from me damn uh and so, and, and and actually before before i get into why i like this film i i, I do want to say i as much as, as much as i like this movie i actually kind of appreciate that how people are kind of falling 
on like on which side, like wh- wh- whether they enjoyed it or not, is a bit divisive because because like us here in this moment, it creates conver- it creates conversation. So you can like kind of go over why you didn't like shit, why you did like shit. Like I, at, le- at, le- at least to me, I kind I kind of like that that not that not everyone's like this is amazing. I saw this. I I will say this. One of the things I will say that there's a distinction here. I saw Dune and then I wanted to go see it in theaters, which is, Mm. you know, that's that's also because I watched it because I had it on HBO. And then I was like, I need to see this in theaters. And I watched it. And then I went home and we watched it a third time on HBO, which is I just think that has to do more with access. I've watched Dune like three times now. And I do think that it really helps to watch that movie multiple times. And it's a good thing. I think the other issue here with Eternals is that immediately after seeing and I was like, I don't want to watch it again. I want to talk to somebody about it and about its faults, which is not necessarily an overly positive thing, which because I've compared it so much to Dune and I've said there's a parallel. But at the same time, I just I I think one of these movies is better made, (laughs) you know, which is not fair because Dune is a and I think it's probably a more expensive movie overall but we'll get we'll get into that uh sorry look Peter, it I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you i know you're fine like we and, and we, we can look up the budget between the two of them and compare later um so for me i i i, I like i i do like how we how we touched on earlier that that this was a movie about kind of a family in parentheses of robots um and and them dealing with this massive scale problem <laughs> Um, and just in the sheer scale of virtually everything in this, uh, well, not virtually like so, so much in this movie was just big, 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 big. I kind of liked that. Um, I, I, I did, I did like that. Not everyone lived because we kind of have to call the herd of 10, and I, and, I, and, I, and I and I and I and I and I, re- I realized from for me having read the comics that like that the reason why we have so many is because is because usually in the comics when when it's when it's about the Eternals this is the this is the ten switch switching out one or switching out maybe one or two this is the ten that that we often deal with so it's like this is who we get, um, I but yeah but I I did I did like the unexpected deaths I I, I do I do agree Cersei was more of a passenger in this film than I, that, that, than I, than I'm used to seeing her on, in, on a, on a page. So I hope that the next time we see her, she actually has more, well, not, I won't say more agency, but more, more immediate assertive action, but that, but, but that's just me personally. And like, and you, and anyone listening, you can, uh, you, 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 you can, you can, you can say how I'm wrong and I'm, Fully no, there's a, there's a story problem. There's like a clear. I'm, I don't disagree with any of that. There's um, a. They are passengers, and they make decisions as events happen to him to them, which works in con. Like some movies, that works. Like, uh, what is the movie? There's uh, where they're passengers. The movie, uh, the one that, oh, what, it's Matthew McConaughey is in space. Um, oh, um, um, shit. I, uh, interstellar. I, interstellar interstellar okay no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. total goddamn passenger in that movie it works because of the grandiose plea the the character if you will is the human spirit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they want to do something identical here it is working less than interstellar mm-hmm. which is that's saying something that's saying something yeah. Yeah. yeah there is like there is a notion that the humanity itself is evolving and there's this human spirit 
that shit don't come together by the end. <laughs> Especially considering not, not this movie here. was made no. by Chloe Zhao and that one was made by Christopher Nolan. And to think that it works better in his movie than hers is really, really That's about as hard as I could hit anybody <laughs> yeah, ever. You know, that that's like, uh, like, I don't, like, yeah. like that's, that's like getting the pipes out and we're going to go, we're going to like beat somebody up. Like that's, that's like, I, I don't think I've ever savaged a director and she's amazing. I like mm-hmm. it. I just, right. I, I don't blame her for what's happening here. She's just been eaten by the Marvel machine. And the, is that uh, what you think happened? Kind of? No, it's the apotheosis of the two, right? Like she tried yeah. to bring her own directorness. They, I, I, to them, to their credit, I don't think this is interference. I just think the two trying to coexist in the same space yeah. didn't fucking work. Yeah, yeah in this like, case, that's, it, it, that's it didn't work. It didn't yeah. work to its fullest potential. I, I, I as it's, far it's as a I little tell, too flawed to be. It's a little too flawed and too messy to be like studio interference to me. It's, I, I, it's I, not. I see, yeah, it's also Marvel. Like, Kevin well, Feige gives know. a shit. Kevin Feige went yeah. out, got a director who he believed he, in to come he, make this. I. Respect he was so excited that she was like, we're going to shoot on film. And he was like, look, a real director. <laughs> it's like, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, no. Less it, blue screen, more like location. I, I, I don't think, I don't think, I, this is not interference. And this is also Marvel. Marvel has interfered in the past and done that. Like they did that to yeah. Age of Ultron, which now that Marvel is actually interfering in the context of Joss Whedon, I'm not necessarily sure that was a bad thing, but like it's another news discussion. Oh no, it wasn't. Yeah, because yeah, Joss Whedon apparently like tortured Gal Gadot on set or some shit like i don't know it was terrible yeah Anyways, i'm not here for that yeah it's, it's awesome also how are you fucking gonna be mean to gal gadot she's adorable what she's great what's Love your problem bro okay anyways i guess just to finish up my shit um sorry peter no no you're no you're fine we, we, we got we got to make a conversation but it's fine um touching on just the celestial specifically i am so glad that they showed celestials as big as they fucking need to be just fucking massive like it, 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 even like, even uh, uh, even even at the end where, where they where they had tiamat they included the sleeping celestial story i cannot tell you how happy i was when they started saying put him to sleep i was like sleeping celestial sleeping celestial that's what i i, I wanted that I, it, because I, I i think if i remember correctly i think that's something that they took from uh from neil game from neil game uh, Neil, Ga- Neil Gaiman's yeah I can't say his name Neil Gaiman's e- Eter- Eternals run um back in I think it was like the 2000s yeah such a fantastic uh fantastic uh short, short series and I think they took Sleeping Sleeping Celestial from that uh, and, and just seeing his hand turn to marble basically like reaching into the fucking atmosphere was kind of great for me just to see that something that big and it's like how's the rest of the world going to deal with this don't worry about it we'll get to it um can I, can I be honest about something else that i'm like this is i have sorry go ahead peter I, no, I, you, I i i have a soapbox to get on about neil gaiman specifically and his lack of inclusion as a writer in the in the marvel universe and i have some theories mm. uh because there's no way they haven't talked to him in some context neil gaiman is a writer that has existed in Hollywood and has like, oh, he has fantastic stories. Like, and he's like some of his best short fiction writing is about him going to Hollywood and being horrified by the process. It's like, it's like some of the, like in, in the goldfish uh, bowl and yeah, yeah, yeah. smoke and mirrors has yeah. yeah the goldfish bowl. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Pete. I love you. Trevor. Yeah. Oh. I love that book. I love it. I love smoke and mirrors is amazing. Uh, if you, if you, if you need to do it, what? It's a koi pond. She says, um, I know. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> she might be right, but I think I'm that's sure still she's the, right. I don't give a I, shit. I still though. think we're, that's the you name were, of the we, story. You know where I was. 
was that? Like I, we had a there was a moment. Just fuck off. Like, uh-huh. Katie's fine. <laughs> I'm telling Katie to fuck off, not you. I, I would never tell her in person because I'm too scared. Um, <laughs> can you hear me, babe? <laughs> you can't hear it. She said, "Damn right, I'm scary." Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and end this and get some scores on it. I'm so sorry, Peter. Uh, please continue. No, you're good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. Oh, I, I, I will. I will finish off by saying, love Makari, love King, love Kingo, love Fasto. Those are probably like my three favorite characters of the movie. Follow up with a, with a, with a very close uh, Thena in fourth place. <laughs> yeah, I I did actually. I was shocked that I liked Angelina Jolie in this movie. I, I was I, expecting I loved her, her characterization I was, of like. I was of, like, expecting the whole her movie. to just be like. Oh, here's Makari, here's Kingo, and there's Angelina Jolie. Like I was never expecting to call her Athena, but like I don't know. Like you actually, she's fine. I mean, she's playing a one note character, but you know, she stabs that fruit really good. Yeah, I love it. I also love. I, I like. I think Festus is the one that's just the most, and it's because he's got the kids, so he's the most tied to humanity. So he shows the most humanity multiple times. He's like, yeah. "Well, you're never babysitting again." Like I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's like these yeah, two he, are extremely he's got dangerous." The kid, he's got the husband. I was very happy to see about that. Also, props to Disney for saying, "Yeah, no, we're not cutting out that kiss. Go fuck yourself." Yeah, I know that was. Are they not? Because it they seemed did. like they, a very cutable thing it. for China. No, um, I don't think I don't think it's for China. It's it's for it's for it's for uh, countries in countries in the in the middle in the Middle East. Um, they, okay. They, okay. And, and it, pro- probably also China as well. To to, to be frank, but yeah, but yeah, they they were they were uh-huh. like, hey, um, take out this whole like romance kiss thing, and then you can play it here. And, and Disney was like, yeah, no, we'll take the hit. We don't care. We're keeping it. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, Eternals was banned in Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Kuwait. Uh, Angelina Jolie actually did a press conference about the ignorant ban. Holy shit. Yep. She called it. Yeah. She, she, like she, she made a shout out. Right. About it and I said, mean, yep. I'll give her credit. I'll give her credit. Like she went in, she didn't, she didn't mince words. Ignorant. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm very curious what China's position was because China's the one that no one wants to piss off. Like, I don't really think Disney gives a shit about Saudi Arabia, Qatar and Kuwait not watching their movies to be not as much as they think they, not as much as they think they do well it's because china shells out cash like that's oh, no, the yeah, problem no, for china, like china, for china yeah china is a bigger box office than the united states i mean that's there are a lot, lot of, of people there yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like yeah, that's the bottom line even if even though cinema is so much cheaper there it's there's so many people that it's, it's like the so actual many, yeah. yeah it's it's just yeah it's oh, it's insane uh all right hold on control f china Cause it's the one, it's the one that pisses me off. Cause they did do that during star Wars and I've never forgiven them for the final star. And Wars. this is the same company. I mean, it's a different, yeah. well, sub, it's also like we, we all were on the same page about Finpo and if they hadn't done, it was fine. It's that they didn't do it. And then they gave both of them female love interests. That's like, that's where the pain was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The that was gaze. the pain. The and gaze. then <laughs> on top of it, we just toss in a kiss. We can cut out in any. It's just that that hurts so much. It's right? so weird and so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. It's it's dumb. Anyways, uh, let's just see this. Despite global box office glory, 71 million domestic debut. Why Eternals is a wake up call for MCU sizing up red notice box. Oh my God. Deadline. Why? Yeah. China is quiet. Eternals showing in China. 
Yeah, it wasn't released in China. Just not released? It was not released. Is that a wow. typical at all? Or? No, that's not. That's Marvel odd. Studios yeah. won't be getting the upcoming Eternals film into theaters in China anytime soon, and there are a few reasons why. Uh, it seems as though Marvel Studios has been nothing but bad luck when it comes to releasing major films in China, and the streak is set to continue with the Eternals release across the world in virtually every territory except the Middle Kingdom in November. But it isn't because the audience isn't there, as there are other major factors that contribute to China's apparent hesitation to screen the upcoming ensemble film. The largest reason, or at least the one that Chinese authorities seem the readiest to use to ban the film from screens is director Chloe Zhao. While it might oh, be yeah. like she would be a point of pride for Chinese culture and a representation overseas, the Beijing born director has been turned into something of a controversial figure this year, simply for discussing her experiences growing up in China and expressing her views. Okay. Yeah, that's. I, I, I mean, I, I don't even I, think it is a kiss. Then I don't think that's kiss that's driving. I mean, I, no, yeah, she, I, she I, talked I, about I do, living in Beijing under communist rule. Like, there's no way this was gonna. Yeah, happen. no, I, I, I do remember uh, re- reading some reading something about that about, about a quote that she made like like some years back, um, like yesterday. She, she didn't have great things to say. Zhao's nope, comments not. on life in China under the CCP under the CCP may have seemed like the long and short of Eternals' apparent ban. Yeah, no, there's nothing Chloe Zhao is ever gonna make. And what I am gonna say though. Kevin Feige would have known this before she was in that director. One would think, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they would know. They would have done the background on this. They made a decision, knowing they couldn't sell the shit in China because Chloe Zhao directed it, to give Chloe Zhao the director seat. Oh man, guys, I'm sorry. I want to cheer for this movie so hard. I'm Do you sorry. want to rate it, or should we go to me? Which you, who's going next? I mean, I give it a six. I, 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 would, I like it. It's fine. It's not good. You know, it's 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 a fun time and there's enough there. And just I can just see what it could have been. And that's just it's so disappointing to me. It's so disappointing to me. But I want to I want to everything around the peripheral of this movie. I want to be like, fuck, yeah, let's do it. You know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. I was like Kevin Feige going in for a weirder movie. Kevin Feige picking uh, Chloe Zhao, not giving a shit about the fact that it, it's it's very hard for Chinese American filmmakers to make a movie. And then it also get into China because China's just so fucking particular about that. And if you have any comments about the Communist Party in your history, you're just fucked there, apparently, because yeah. they're that fucking terrible. So, like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I can't go to China now. I said China's terrible. <laughs> Not China. Like, hey, I got news for you. They don't want Americans right now anyway. <laughs> I, have you noticed? Shit. <laughs> Oof, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, I give it a six as well. Yeah. I I had a pretty good time and it just kind of wasn't working for me a little bit, but there was enough of it that was. I think the direction is beautiful. Cinematography is beautiful. I like the action, the design of everything, the spaceship. I got to see a CGI reconstruction of old Babylon on screen and the scale of that and Tenochtitlan. I mean, that's I love just, how, I love how the, the like the blue gate is like to scale or what's the gate called? I'm so yeah, sorry. the gate of Babylon. Yeah, right. The gate of yeah. Babylon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lapis lazuli, right? Yeah. The yeah. Blue. Let's not overcomplicate what we call that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think the only negative other criticism I have I hadn't really gotten out is we didn't talk that much about the um, shoot the, the the other half of the Eternals the 
the, the what are they? Fuck, I'm I'm blanking. What what are they called? The deviants. Yes, the deviants. Oh, um, do we have to talk about them? No, we don't have to. Um, I, yeah, that's that's my problem. Like when one of one of them gains sentience, and it's just kind of a complicating factor as opposed to playing into the whole philosophy of the situation. It almost would be a better antagonist for them, or, or at least like they should team up or something. True, I don't know, but that yeah, the movie clearly like it. Yeah, it doesn't use them very much. Like, I think they're really cool. I think they look cool and they I, make for good like, action scenes. But I, I think like it's how just, all of them are like mythical creatures. Yeah, like, I love that. I like. I think, that. That but I nice think they just ultimately use them for action fodder, kind of. You know, to have them yeah. able to fight something. Yeah. That's really annoying in a movie that's this cerebral and contemplative. Is that there's just still something? There's still just a Marvel punching bag in there. You know, like that sucks. Yeah. Also, just plot for plot reasons is the thing mm-hmm. that pains me about that whole things where they're like the same sides of the same coin and it's like man the 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 celestials for being like all powerful gods like really bungled this shit up that they had to make like deviants 2.0 to kill the deviants 1.0 right like Mm -hmm. that's not cool right i also like how there's this distance too created in the notion that deviants are closer to the celestials and power and godhood because like they have four eyes and this and the celestials have six and humans and, and oh, the eternals have two. Yeah. So there is this weird yeah. dichotomy of distance from the celestial. And it's about the distance from like humanity. And it's like I I just love this. there's something like classically biblical about that and angels right. being jealous of humanity and all that good shit too. Yeah. It it's there's so much good there's so to much dig good down stuff now there. well there's so much there because it's like it is like this humanity makes you mortal and human but it's also the inverse of it being the value and of itself distancing and as people distance themselves and live forever they become different it's like i i just ah oh, there's there's so it's like this is a deep metaphorical Marvel movie and it's like it really has the legs to do a lot of stuff the fact that it's just kind of a mess on top of it it just is so disappointing and i i know i'm gonna watch this again and think about it and i just know that like this is gonna it's be gonna a movie on the you. second viewing it's gonna irk me more on this because i'm gonna figure out more stuff as we go through and i'm like i'm both gonna be satisfied by the things i figure out and also realize that this thing was a mess <laughs> i wonder if it'd make a better disney plus tv show and that's what's next for what they're setting up with it as opposed to another I, I think sequel. they'll find a reason for Mercari, Kingo, and Festus to show up in other content, which I'm very excited for. I also like that little throwaway thing about Festus like helping Wakanda. I like that too. That was kind of fun. I missed that. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I, I, I liked I liked that I I I just I liked how they all were like trying to be impartial and none of them were impartial. And that's the point. I just like that. That was fun. Yeah, we give it a 6.5 out of 10. So I guess we recommend you go see it. It's I, I don't know, man. I had a good time. It's, it was worth it for that. <laughs> Katie Katie was bored out of her fucking mind. I'm not going to lie to you. Like this was this was the definition of a Marvel movie that Katie like slept the fuck through. And she was like, whoa, this is bad. Like and, and it's funny, too, because we both love Nomadland. It's just yeah, it's just not all the way there. And I'm not going to be shocked. I also think that the lore this may be the most confusing extended lore from Marvel. And I just, 
I really kind of raises a lot of questions that it's a lot of lore because yeah, Yeah, yeah. it makes you ask a lot more questions. The image of the earth being an egg to hatch this giant cosmos. God is just a cool image, right? Great. Like at some point, like I could tell there were moments where she stopped caring to ask questions because I could tell she was like, oh, like, like, like when he starts coming out of the earth, I was, she's like, whoa, like, and I was like, yeah, whoa, bro. Like I could, like it, it was that thing. It was this zigzagging portion where the, and I feel like that's the, that's the thing this movie gets very very good and then we're talking to kit harrington for 20 minutes no just <laughs> yeah erishim erishim revealed himself to her and he was like i'm gonna just wow you into submission because you're just so mind blown congrats kaboom look at all these eternals i can make yeah look I'm at this cool. stuff isn't it neat wouldn't my celestial egg wouldn't would you like to, wouldn't you like to help me make my celestial egg complete good god all right Forward the news on I don't have nothing else to say to that. Uh, you, you did a fucking aerial like <laughs> throwback for the celestials. For, I just, for I the know. celestials, I'm here. That's, yeah, that's like a, that's like some that's some that's a Marvel fanboy. I don't even know what to say to you. I mean, yeah, I am a Marvel <laughs> fanboy, so you're talking to the right guy. Yeah, no. Anyways, hey, it's like you said, it's, it has legs. All right. Anyways, for the movie gang podcast, this has been Peter Dancy. Harry Styles is now in the MCU, and I find that to be both incredibly hilarious, but also uncomfortable. Isn't he like? Isn't he like Thanos's brother? Yeah, he play, Yeah, he is now. He is. He is now cast as Eros, who is Thanos's brother. And I had to explain right. to my explain explain to my friend and and Anna Hunter that Thanos, in fact, has a brother. Why do we talk about Thanos's son? Oh, Thane. I know, right? One day. Lamest villain ever. So lame. <laughs> He's so unbelievably lame. Uh, I love how, like, Thane, if he has any characterization in any stories, is always just like he just shows up and he's like, ah, I'm dead. Nah. Thanos showed up. He's a real villain. But... All right. Anyways, thank you for listening to the Movie Gang Podcast. This has been Peter Dancy. Bye. And Trevor Flynn. He's Bye. much more exciting than Mayan would suggest. I'm very sorry, Trevor. <laughs> I'm a little tired. I have to wake up at like the crack of dawn tomorrow and I don't want to. Got to go do some residency interviews. Anyways, I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to the Movie Gang podcast. We give Eternals uh, a 6.5 out of 10. So yeah, go check it out. Jesus, I did not think we were that was going to happen. I'm actually shocked at how high Trevor's was. That was the one I was shocked by. I, there was there's so much that was bad, pretty that I wanted it to work. It is very broken, and yet I had. No, we were on the a same page. Time. I expected yeah. you to be. I expected you to be like the like the reality person come in here and be like Jack. Poke all the good. holes in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I expected. Well, we, that. we, we agree know. it wasn't good, but you know it, what's important is how much it works for you. And I I didn't hate it, but I did. It did not really truly move me, but it did sufficiently well me at times. So very very Robin a lot. Uh, Young Justice season one. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. Hmm. All right. For the Movie Gang podcast, thanks for listening.